Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Brown the Elf. And Jared Wackerly. What up, what up? Yeah, we're here. No uh, Garrett today. He's pussyfooting around somewhere with the sniffles or yeah, the fevers. Or the fevers. <laughs> yeah, obviously got all the cowbell he needed. Good. Yeah, so he's away. I'll be back next week. <clears throat> so he's just missing out on our final two episodes of Rookie Breakdowns. We end it not with a bang, but with a mutter. The QBs, uh, tight ends are interesting. Now we'll, we'll have some stuff to talk about tight ends. Sure. Um. But we're going to hear the QBs on a free show. The Nerd Show will be the tight ends. And then next week, it's uh, one week before the NFL draft. Or not even a couple days before the NFL draft, actually. And we're going to do a rookie mock draft. And what else are we doing? I can't wait. Um, I don't remember. Overall rankings, I think, or something. <laughs> like. So we're going through everybody's like top tens and stuff. Or yeah, something. that's what it was, uh, top yeah, tens. Yeah. Tune in next week for our top <laughs> ten players. For we don't know. <laughs> so before we get into these QBs, I, got, I mean, obviously, I think we have a, before we even get into the overall class of these QBs, we should probably make a statement about them. Um, but before we do that, let me tell you about our friends at Prize Picks. You're like, hey, guys, guys, I hear about this every week. What is Prize Picks? It's only the biggest, bestest legal prop bet platform you can make your bets on in the world. Now, in the whole world. There's now every, this isn't available in every state, but I'll tell you what, every month, like Arizona just let this past couple weeks got legal. Every month, there's a new state rolling out that le- that's legalizing gambling. Ohio will be ready for the for Soon, end of the year. Right? And I can't wait. Yep. So I can jump on these prize picks and start giving you all my uh, overs that I love and start making mucho dollars. So we'll see how that goes. But if it is legal in your state, you got to check out prize picks. Uh, use that promo code nerds. And what do you what do you get when you use a promo code nerds? Well, let me tell you, friends, when you want to make these prop bets, you get 100% instant deposit match it up to 100 bucks. Um, you're going to get an opportunity to have your team audited. If, you, if you're wondering where that is, just go to our YouTube series on YouTube. Look it up. Uh, it's the Dynasty Nerds team audit. You send us your user information in the team. Myself, Jared Wackerly, and Garrett Price take that team, put in the Dynasty GM, and we break it down and try to make that Dynasty team either a contender or help you along the rebuild process. We've done two of those shows already, and I think they've come out really, really well. And if you get on there and you make a future bet, all you do is make one future bet for $10. You get entered into the Dynasty Nerds team audit. And we're going to send you the most comfortable free shirt in the world that Matt O'Hara is oh, wearing here right now on so smooth. Uh, YouTube. We're going to send you that shirt for free. I'm about to order a whole new batch of shirts. We went through all our shirts, giving all these shirts away for free. We're going to order a couple of new uh, colors, maybe some blues. Uh, we were talking about there's so many Minnesota Viking fans out there that listen to the show. We're going to order some Vikings colors. We have nice. Browns colors. And if you do ever want the Browns colors and you're listening, you do make a futures bet. Put that in the notes because we don't sell those. They're, they're like a limited behind the scenes shirt. But do have brown shirts, dynasty nerds colors, browns uh, and orange. Browns so, colors, dynasty nerds shirt. Only, thank you for un, unweaving that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drop it off the Super Bowl. <laughs> only stipulation is you have to use the promo code nerds, N-E-R-D-S. And by doing so, then all you have to do is, Jared, tell them what they do after that. They get entered in uh, the, they get the free shirt and get entered for their team to be audited. Yeah, so instead of sending me an email or DMing us on Twitter, it's going to make the process a lot smoother. 
If you're going to, we're going to put a link to a Google form in the show description, in the show notes that you can click on, on whether you're Apple podcasts or Spotify, um, or on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and click the link in the show notes and it'll take you to a form, fill out your name, email address. We'll verify it with prize picks and just fill out all the information that's necessary in order for us to send you a shirt and do an audit on your team. Yeah, most comfortable shirt in the world, and I am not telling you a fib. And again, prize picks will give you an opportunity to make these pro- player props that you want. For us, we're actually asking you to make an NFL futures bet because that's what we're into, the NFL futures bet. I gave mine last week, uh, Joe Mixon, over 1120 or right. 1150 yards. Right. Uh, I love that one. And this is something where you pick two to five players over, under, under player projections, and you go up 10 times your entry. It's just you versus the numbers. So it's not like you're playing versus anybody else. And right now, they let you play all these sports, right? NFL play, uh and NBA playoffs, college football when it comes up, soccer, major league baseball, MMA, college sports. Like they have so many opportunities for you to get out there and put some action on things that you might feel knowledge about. Like I only feel comfortable playing football. You know, right. last year I was in on football bets. Guess what I did? Crushed it, crushed <laughs> it, made a ton of cash. Shocking. Legally, non-legally. I won't tell you. I won't tell you, <laughs> but uh, I did it. Using Bitcoin. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm up big money. So uh, check them out. Prize pick. Prize picks, promo code nerds. Get in that Google sheet. We're going to send you a shirt and be entered in to win the audit, which we'll do once a month. So even if you're in there, you'll never lose your spot. Now, let's talk about these QBs uh, right now as a whole. So we'll start off right from the get-go here is with Superflex, Matt. You know, like in Superflex leagues, we've been doing the show for eight years. And right. we've always said, it doesn't matter. You got to take these QBs high. And we've had people yell at us like, oh, you can't take Justin Herbert at three. But like, you have to take Justin Herbert at three. I'm like, well, you're dumb. Well, who's dumb now? <laughs> you know? Dummy, dumb pants. We said, hey, you got to take Daniel Jones at three. Who's dumb now? Us. Kind of. Maybe. We'll but, see. We'll find out this year. But yeah, we'll find but, out. But you can't get the, the Lamar value's Jackson. Still, the value is still there. Yeah, yep. you can't get Most the Lamar years. Jackson. You can't get the Justin Herbert. You can't get the Derek Cars unless you take these guys a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Now, This year, I am going to break that rule. And I don't blame you. How about that? Like, Brees Hall is the 1-1 in Superflex. Yep. Garrett Wilson's probably... Kenneth Wilson... Kenneth Walker and Garrett Wilson, probably still the two and three for Kenneth me. Wilson would be a heck of a prospect. He sounds very nice. He'd probably like go neighbor. number two above Kenneth Walker and Wilson. Garrett sounds Wilson. like a guy who takes care of his yard. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yep. You know, as a fellow yard taker or pay somebody to take care of their yard, I appreciate that. Never <laughs> appreciate it until I actually had a good yard. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's some green grass. No, it actually really kicks in. Other people go, hey, your grass looks really nice. You're like, yeah, like, what do you do? I'm like, Hey, this guy, Jack. This guy over here who's really good. It's great. Like, sprinkle some fairy dust on him. Boom, abracadabra. Greenery. The, the legal greenery, that is. That is. This is Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this draft class, it's just, I, there's, we're going to talk about each one individually, but. They've all got their warts. How about that? They all have their warts. Now, mm-hmm. first round pedigree still holds a factor here, right? Like if a quarterback's taken in the first round, then that's going to give them a little bump. If they get taken in the top 10, uh, a la, you know, Detroit. Detroit, right. Uh, Carolina, Atlanta, somehow. If they take a quarterback in the top 10, then that will give these guys a boost as well. Like the bump, everybody but Brees Hall, probably, sure. in my eyes. Yeah. For the risk factor alone, because you know they're going to get an early chance to compete here. And, you know, it all takes a little bit of an early chance to compete. Because even guys that suffered last year, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, the entire class for the, for the most part, except for, I mean, Davis Mills looked good. If you still, even though those quarterbacks struggling and you go try to trade for those quarterbacks right now, good luck in Superflex 
leagues not playing a paying a premium. Right, absolutely. So these yeah. guys, you know, uh, Izzy Alcavas says it best from DTC. Like, these are the most insulated prospects you're going to get as a quarterback. They're the one player that can go out there and fail in year one that don't lose value. Like, you'd always flip those for 23 first down the road. If they're first-round quarterbacks. If they're first-round quarterbacks. And this year, we just don't know. I mean, the way it looks like in my eyes is that the NFL is really just kind of stagnate into 2023. Like I think the NFL evaluators know like none of these quarterbacks seem like they're locked in premier quarterbacks And the 23 class has at least three really strong prospects. And if they're going to take a quarterback, they're better off taking a proven player, whether it be a wide receiver, offensive line or defensive line or cornerback this year and punting until the following year or grabbing value later in the second round or third round. I mean, I think you can see how the NFL values certain position positions when free agency opens like, cause that, I mean, it's basically the combine happens and free agency happens. And if NFL doesn't like what they see at the combine, they're going to start spending big at the positions that they kind of see as weaknesses in free agency. And what did we see this year? I mean, we saw huge numbers going out to some of these quarterbacks. They're moving all around this huge carousel happening. So I think a lot of teams that were in need of quarterbacks, stayed within the NFL to get to, to get their answer for the most part. And, and the people that are kind of left, holding their hat kind of are the people that are going to end up kind of having to settle for these, these players. I feel like a little bit, cause none of them, like you said, none of them are high end guys that you, you'd be falling all over yourself to trade up and get in a normal, I think like in last year's draft or the year before his draft, even, I mean, band-aids, tons of bands, yeah. you know, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta band-aid, Gino Smith and drew Locke in Seattle. A total. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not even a real band-aid. Yeah. That's like a piece of like cheap tape and a piece of like, <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a shirt that you ripped off and put on your uh, on there. That's a desert island band yeah. right there. Uh, so there's, there's not yep. a lot of and guys that are not going to move like Jimmy Garoppolo right. pro- probably end up staying in San Francisco possibly this year. Baker Mayfield, who you know two years ago was looking like the sky's the limit for the kid, and he can't get traded for because of his money. And so people say, oh, it's the money, it's the money. Eighteen million for a starting quarterback is not that bad. No, it's really um, not. Not Carol- today's market. I mean, in Carolina, I'm still they're they're considered the favorite for Baker because they might make that move because they have Sam Darnold and they're like, listen, we'll take one of these guys. If one of them pans out, we're okay. If not, at least it looks like we made an effort. And because they have Christian McCaffrey, JJ Moore, they're Robbie Anderson, they're a little bit more ready to win. I'm surprised they didn't make a bigger splash because they're on borrow time. If they don't make it work this year, this year, that whole thing's getting blown up. So that, that's why I think they end up training for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, where Seattle, they know they're like, hey, we'll just punt. You know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't work out with these guys, which they know it won't work out, you know, hey, we'll get Bryce Young, we'll get CJ Stroud, you know, we'll make it work. So, that being said, for super flex leagues, it's okay to push these quarterbacks down just a little bit, which will also then, at the back end of the first, this might get you in a good opportunity just to like swing for the fences for one of these guys that might give you a good out, you know, a good chance. Right. Mac or, Jones last year. Right. Mac Jones last year. And if not, I think. No matter what, I don't think the difference, the stark difference between these four guys is that different. Where if you pick at 1 1, 1 2, 1 3, if one of these guys is there at 2 1, 2 2, 2 3, it's not like you missed out that much. Like you want to go Brees Hall, Desmond Ritter, not Malik Willis, uh, Tyler Beatty, or, right. I mean, right. Damian Pierce would be there, you know what I mean? Which is not a terrible player, but you want Brees Hall here. Like, yeah. Brees Hall is the is. premium guy. You want to get at least one premium guy because there probably isn't a premium. I, I wouldn't call any of these guys a premium quarterback, a tier one quarterback. I think there are a couple of tier two guys, um, but you know none of those upper echelon must-have type of quarterbacks. I agree 100%. And actually, let's not even guess anymore. Let's dive in here. Let's figure out 
who these guys are, what we like about them, what we don't like about them, and look at their dynasty upside and where they might fall. Because remember, we're going to do a rookie mock draft next week with a super flex mock draft too to kind of really see where these guys fall into place. Obviously, the NFL draft will change up some of these rankings in this class, but we'll see that in about three weeks when we do that. Right. So let's jump in first with Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty, six foot and a half, 219 pounds, will be 23 year olds, 23 years old in three months coming into the NFL uh, kickoff season. Didn't run or do anything at the combine. Uh, somebody who originally signed with Auburn before transferring because he was not the starter there. Somebody with a really strong arm. A fantastic rusher, 146 rushes for 1,227 yards and 13 touchdowns. Average 8.4 yards per carry. Very elusive when he has the football in his hands. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. And, and it's somebody who, like, when you watch him play, he obviously played at Liberty. His wide receivers were just okay. His offensive line were just okay. Uh, so he'll be better at the next level. And I, and I totally understand why a lot of teams are intrigued by Malik Willis and why the dynasty community is intrigued by Malik Willis. Cause he offers not just, he offers what you want of a fantasy football quarterback, right? A really strong arm and really good legs that can go out and get you those yards, which are going to translate to fantasy football points and get the job done. But man, is there not a lot of things to like about Malik Willis too, to make him a huge gamble at the next level. I got, look at this stat from Mike clay of ESPN. His accuracy, 61%. 12.1% off target rate. 3.5% interception rate. Sacked 11.3% of the time. All of those stats above were the worst or the second worst in this class. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. That, that kind of lines up with what I saw, I think, on tape as well. Because I, I think he's able to hit the target that he wants to hit, but he doesn't necessarily hit him on the correct shoulder to kind of let his, his wide receivers kind of run after the catch. I think, I think that's an area that he needs to improve on pretty greatly. And I also think for being as an elusive as he is, there were times when the rush, I think surprised him and got on him faster than he was, um, I think anticipating. And, and that's when the big, the big issues happen, especially in the NFL. That's when turnovers and stuff happen. He had some of that too early. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's, there is a lot to like there, but there are some warts, I think that, um, are pretty easy to see on the tape. Yeah, his mechanics mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, his touch isn't really that great. He makes some really questionable decisions at times. Uh, I, I saw more than a few head scratchers. Yeah, holds yep. holds on to the ball too long at, at, on times. Um, reads the field slowly at times. There's a lot of things that you see where you're like, this guy needs really good coaching. Like to me, when I was thinking about him, like, okay, talking about Millie Willis going top 10, like, oh man, he needs to go into a stable situation like Carolina is not a stable situation maybe Detroit is they can sit behind Jared Goff like that's that's probably a good thing there if he goes to Detroit he is gonna sit a year he's gonna he, sit a year Goff's contract is crazy they're not gonna not play him if he goes if he goes to Pittsburgh he'll sit a year because that, that's a good stable organization they'll let him grow into sure. what he needs to grow mm-hmm. into but he needs that I mean this so there's there's another downfall there of taking him in the first round of your rookie draft like he needs to sit a year and if he doesn't I'm I'm paying so close attention to what he's doing the next level, particularly at rushing. And if he gets that Jalen Hurts bump, where Jalen Hurts got a huge bump from his rushing ability, like I'm selling immediately for a 23 first. Like I uh, again, I understand the upside, and you're gonna hear a lot of people say, "Well, we know now that accuracy can be fixed because Josh Allen was fixed." I hate moving outliers. Josh Allen still has some questionable moments on the big plays, big throws. Like he's still like. His, his huge upside still really comes from his rushing ability. 
a quarterback like him fails more times than they succeed at the next level. No, I mean, I agree. I think nowadays um, there, I think are more the NFL is more accepting of kind of hybrid offenses than they were in the past. I mean, they were yep. very, uh, this is the NFL style of offense and we're not going to kind of cater to these, these college quarterbacks at all. But I feel like nowadays they, they do, they do do more of the college stuff. So I, I think there's an avenue for him to succeed early if he is brought in and, and kind of makes early progress as far as consistent consistency with his footwork and, and, and kind of throwing off the, a nice solid platform. Cause I feel like he's, 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 he's pretty solidly accurate when he does that, but it's when he's on the move, he's kind of evading uh, rushers. He's throwing off his back foot or off his oddly off his, just like up on his front foot, like on just, just his front foot yeah. um, that, that he has issues uh, with, with accuracy. So I, I mean, stable conditions, like he needs, he needs stable conditions. Like he really does. So the, the Ravens, they built around Lamar Jackson. The the bill slowly got Josh Allen where right. it was with Brian Dable. Like the giants took him somewhere, you know, I'm like, Oh, we're going to put We're going to take him, sit behind Daniel Jones and kind of like mold him. Like we did Josh. Okay. That yeah. would take about two minutes though for them. To, you know, if they, if they, if the giants were the one that ended up taking him before I mean, Daniel Jones got good rushing ability too. So I mean, come on. He does. <laughs> sure. Uh, what did you see Jared when you, when you talk, uh, took a look at so Malik. Malik Willis was a really tough eval for me because especially from like a fantasy football standpoint that like adds just even more to this mm-hmm. because like, if I'm just looking at it from, you know, what I want to do is like an NFL franchise, I'd probably go Kenny Pickett just because I think he's safer and can probably come in and, and win right away. Or with Malik Willis, he's like the ultimate toolsy guy that you want to like get your hands on and mold and try to turn into something. Yep. Um, so from like a fantasy football standpoint, it's like how much risk are you willing to take? Because whether we say you should take like, other guys, one, two, three, that's most likely not going to happen in super flex drafts. Like he's probably going to go either one or two. Um, so like it's, you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to take Brees Hall? And if someone else takes Brees Hall, are you going to take him at two? Cause he's most likely going to be gone. Um, so, I mean, from uh, who he is as a player, Malik Willis is special on the ground. We yep. know that like Absolutely. he's fast. He's shifty too. He's and he's well built. Elusive. He's built like a running back. Yeah. You look at him, he, he is big. So, man. I mean, he looks, he's going to yeah. get yards in yeah. the NFL. Like, that's how he's going to win early it, until he starts developing. Um, but from, like, a passer standpoint, definitely has a live arm. I mean, in, at the Senior Bowl when I was there watching them in person, like, it was a clear difference when Malik Willis was throwing the ball compared to, to the other guys. And the other guys that were there were also the top quarterbacks in this class. Um, so, he definitely needs to clean up his – inaccuracies a little bit he needs to clean up his decision making but uh, sometimes like watching watching his tape at liberty is like is he trying to play too much hero ball his receivers weren't very good correct didn't yeah. have many people to throw to so like is he just trying to, to win games um and he's still developing i mean he didn't, he didn't have much starter uh, he only had two years as a starter i think that's it um yep. so he still has a lot more more game to get under his belt um so i think sitting a year is going to be really good for him um when watching his tape, like he makes some very small window window throws, like that make you go wow. Like yep. in between the safeties, like hitting hitting the hole down down the sideline against cover two. Like he, he definitely makes some big time throws. So I think there's some something to work with there for sure. And I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes top ten. Um, so I I'm still like 
I'm, I'm going to wait till the NFL draft happens to see where he goes to make my decision on uh, if he if I should take him two or three because I'm still with you guys on Brees Hall 101. And yeah. we talk about a guy like in that kind of skill set, but with not as strong of his arm actually is like Lamar Jackson, right? Who was actually a Heisman winner at Louisville. He still slipped to pick 32. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I think the NFL would wouldn't make that that you know, kind of error again, right? Well, for sure, he was a right. unanimous NFL MVP. Of course, not, I mean, but even with the next guy that's profiles similarly, uh, you know what I mean? So, a lot, Malik yeah. Willis, right? So he offers that kind of upside, like you guys said earlier, where the NFL has transitioned that way a little bit more RPO action, where we got much more higher mix of college coaching and NFL coaching these days. So there's a room for it for sure. It's just I'm proceeding with caution in my superflex leagues because. When you pick that high, obviously any quarterback that you set, you pick is a boomer bust prospect, right? We talk about all the time. Yep. NFL GMs get paid millions and millions of dollars to make this one decision, and they strike out 50% of the time yeah. at most. So any podcast analyst, anybody that's talking fantasy football, when it comes to quarterbacks, they have, they're way behind the eight ball compared to even what NFL scouts are, and they're behind the eight ball because there's so much more that goes into it besides what you see on the tape. Mm-hmm. So... When you pick high and you miss, it really does set your franchise back. Now, you are a little bit insulated with these quarterbacks. It still gives you some trade value, so it's not like a complete whiff and strike out on a guy like maybe like Jalen Rager or something along those lines. At the same time, you got to make sure you're making the best decision. And if you can make a decision where you graft a receiver or a running back and you know your team's going to be pretty bad again next year and you may push those guys in your taxi squad and not to make a move, you're going to be a much, much better situation to quarterback class next, next year. year. Yep, I agree. Saying that. Yep. So let's move on to our next quarterback. Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh, six foot three, 217 pounds, will be 24 years old in three months at kick, uh, at kickoff on opening day. Somebody who really had his big breakout this year at the combine ran a four, seven, three, 33 and a half inch vertical, 121 inch broad jump, a four, two, nine, 20 short yard, short shuttle, which is pretty good. Yep. Um, definitely for running a four, seven, three, but again, his 21 was his breakout year comes out, throws for 4,319 yards, 47 touchdowns, ACC player of the year and offensive player of the year, the Davy O'Brien award winner, Maxwell award winner and, and more on top of that. 12,303 career yards and 81 touchdowns beat Dan Marino's records at Pitt. So he leaves Pitt at the all-time leading passer in yards and touchdowns. 1.4% interception rate, second best in this class. So he did not turn the ball over. And this is a guy who were his wide receivers really didn't do him a lot of favors either. They had they had a decent amount of drops there in Pittsburgh. I was like, oh, that, that was a good throw mm-hmm. drop. Yeah, well, yeah. he does have Jordan Addison. He's going to be one of the top wide receiver prospects next year. Okay. Good zip on the ball, I saw. Worked all three levels of the field. I thought that was pretty pretty nice of him. Nice touch on those deep balls, too. I saw him make some really good deep throws, and he ends up with the ball right where it needed to be over the defensive back there. He's one of his biggest weaknesses we're going to talk about right out of the gate is eight-and-a-half-inch hands. Smallest of any QB in the NFL when he comes to the NFL. He'll it's be the crazy, smallest. crazy, man. It is. The, sec- the second smallest who he's going to come in and beat is Taysom Hill. as 8.75 inches hands. And we saw other quarterbacks do this with, like, nine-inch hands. You know, sure. Joe Burrow, Mike Vick. Um just are some of the newer quarterbacks you saw that had nine inch hands. Now his hands are, are small. They measure small, but doesn't he have like a weird, like double jointed thumb where he can't like extend it all the way out. So it, it it's kind of one of these things where like he can't lay his thumb flat on the table. I read something on That's what he's trying. That's why he didn't measure sure. do it originally. Cause he was trying to at the senior bowl. Cause he was trying to do some. Exercise. And if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen a person with like a funky looking thumb, like 
joint. I think that's kind of what he had. Like it, it, it bends different and it, and it, they have a hard time straightening it. I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, I didn't see, and obviously the NFL ball is a little bit bigger than college ball. Sure. So we have to see that work. But I mean, watching his tape to go on the negatives. I mean, he left a pocket early at times. Uh, I thought he could lead his wide receivers better at times, but I came away pretty happy with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Like, He's so, pretty clean. Yeah. There's like, not a lot to dislike about him. If I'm taking a quarterback no. at 1-2 or 1-3, I would take Kenny Pickett, I think, as my first quarterback off the board. To be just – to be a little bit more safe. insulated. Yeah, you're safe. A little safe. bit more safe. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, I have a QB2. I have an Andy Dalton in his prime as my backup. A good quarterback, too, can give me to a championship. I'm going to rebuild team. Worst case, if he's a starter and he plays well, I could easily trade him down in the road in the future. Like, and I don't have to wait on a guy like Malik Willis to maybe possibly develop. And, and that's what that's what you're going to be kind of weighing, I think, with these two prospects because Kenny Pickett comes in and he's much more ready. You know what I mean? To yeah. just kind of hit the ground running in the NFL, but maybe he maybe he's never hits the QB one radar. He might be one of these guys that takes five or six years. He kind of sits down there at the. QB 16, 17, and then maybe five or six years down the road, he's one of these guys that kind of creeps up a la, you know, Kirk Cousins where he's yeah. where he's down there right at the bottom of the QB one. Nine but, through 12. But never really busts up and, and is like a superstar. And that's kind of where that's kind of where I see him um, long term as far as fantasy goes because there, there's nothing that he does poorly um, necessarily that he needs to like – work on and, and vastly improve on, but there's nothing where you're like, Oh my gosh, this guy's the next coming of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, he's very much a, a safe prospect in my eyes. Um, and, and it, it's not to say that he doesn't put up good stats. Cause I mean, 42 touchdowns against only seven interceptions. I mean, really I think good. the potential might be there, but I, I just think it's going to be, um, one of these guys that he middles in in that in that QB two, which is good for fantasy, especially in superflex. It's not like a bad pick if you're if it's you're fantastic if you're picking him. You have a QB two, and, and you yeah. and you have a QB two for the next ten years. That's that's a good pick. That's a that's a home run pick. If yeah. you have a quarterback for the next ten years on your roster, and he's quarterback sixteen for between sixteen and eighteen for the next ten years, that's a home run pick for yeah. ten years, a decade on your team. So that's why Kenny Pickett to me seems like a, now obviously Malik Willis offers that QB one upside and right. Malik Willis. I love your Kirk Cousins comp because that makes it seem like that that's a natural progression for him where eventually like, oh, these other guys are old, but there's Kenny Pickett still getting a little bit better. <laughs> and now he's got Justin Jefferson and Thielen to throw too. So he's a quarterback 11. That's dynasty gold. You know what I mean, like, yep. so for a super flex league, that's I'd much rather put my water in that bucket. You know, it seems like there's way less holes than in Malik Willis bucket where I'm walking much more quicker to quench my thirst. So <laughs> I like that analogy. So to me, I mean, I'm with you. Like when I watch Kenny Pickett, it's just, I feel like he seems safe to me. Mm -hmm. Like as, as a prospect, again, as a, from a quarterback, that's it's not saying a lot, but he seems the safest. Now I know going back uh, from earlier conversations, Jared, you like Kenny Pickett a while ago. Like he was one of your guys. I did. Your Debbie uh, rankings a while. I back. forget how I stumbled into watching Kenny Pickett, but like I was, I was, I was watching Pitt, obviously, and then I was like, who is this quarterback? Like, he's making good decisions. He's making every throw. He's making plays with his feet. So I just kept watching more and more, and I was like, this kid's pretty good, even though he didn't put up, like, a ton of numbers. And I remember Thor Nystrom put out a tweet um, going into the 2020 COVID year, the weird year. He's like, who's going to be this year's Joe Burrow? And I was like, 
Kenny Pickett, like one of the, I was like the only guy that said Kenny Pickett. And then obviously it happened two years later, but right. he kind of had that kind of rise. I, I, I screenshotted and quote tweeted it at him again. And he's uh, like, oh my God, dude, you know, uh, Thor's my guy. I know you spent time with him up in Minnesota, didn't you? Yeah, that guy's a good dude. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I like Kenny Pickett. Uh, I thought he had a lot of, you know, he just played quarterback the, the way you're supposed to play it. Like he, yeah, he makes agree. good decisions. Yeah. I mean, he's going to throw the ball away when he needs to. And when you watch his tape, like the thing I really liked is this is his second year that this past year was the second year in that offense with Mark Whipple. They ran like a pro style spread offense. And when he came to the line of scrimmage, he had command. Like he was asked to make decisions, you know, change protections and possibly hot route a guy. Sure. So those are the things you like to see because that means that he understands the offense. The coaching staff trusts him to make those decisions. Um, I think he's a little underrated as a scrambler and a runner. He kind of reminds Solid. me like I'm going to make a comp here, but it's not like career comp or, or talent comp. Like it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers is when he when he when he scrambles when he decides to run. Yeah, yeah. They, the college had to actually change the a rule because he did the fake slide. You guys best. remember that? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He like fake slid and the safety held up and then he just kept Spooked. going for a yep. touchdown. Yeah. So they had to change the rule on that. So I think he can make plays with his feet. He can make every throw. Um, I, I knew that his hand size was going to be an issue. So during the year they were playing in an overtime game, I think versus North Carolina in like a rainstorm. And um, I was like, well, here you go for when you guys are talking about his hand size in April. Like here's 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 him it. playing in, yep. in Pittsburgh and and in bad conditions with small hands and playing fine. So um, I don't think it's really going to be an issue, honestly. Um, well, remember I, Joe Burrow put out a tweet after the combine. I was like, well, looks like my career was a good one. Yeah, might as well just retire now because my hands are too small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he ended up just doing just fine. Just yeah, so, I mean, okay. if he lands with Pittsburgh Steelers, dude, I mean, that's I think that's a home run for them. I think he, yeah, I think I he lands with Carolina. That's a good pick for them. Honestly, well, they might you know get I mean? Baker. I would trade for Baker personally over Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I mean, I think Baker's still my I would Studley. too. That's I would just too. me. Um, so, where Can do you I, have Kenny Pickett, Jared, so far? Like in over your order, over your overall quarterback ranks. QB two. QB two behind Malik. Yeah, it, I'd rather take the upside than Malik just in fantasy football. But yeah. you know, if I was just an NFL GM, not worried about fantasy, I'd probably take Pickett. And that, again, that's where it's always going to follow Malik Willis. So like you're just enticed yep. with that fantasy football upside, and which is what we're looking for. I mean, that's what yeah, we're looking that's here what we to play. We're here to scout players now from an NFL standpoint, from a dynasty fantasy football standpoint. So Malik Willis does offer that upside. I feel like I would still take Kenny Pickett. Over him by a hair. I'm sitting on a fence. How about that? But can I wait? Can I wait but, on that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to see what that happens in NFL draft. Yeah, so we got information to come still. Yeah. yeah I mean, if Kenny Pickett falls for some reason. It's like okay, Malik Willis goes to Atlanta. You're like, oh, him and Kyle Pitts and uh, whatever receiver they draft. These Next two guys are, are clearly my my one and two, and they're a, a tier kind of above everyone else. So it's. It, I agree 100. percent That tier one A. <clears throat> yeah. And they're together. So. Um, and I'm okay with taking either one. You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd be happy with either one. They're for they're for sure the guys in the first round of the Superflex draft. That I feel comfortable taking. Yeah, and and you know what? It it probably would come down to my team and what I needed and what I was looking for. If I already had an established QB one and I was it was drafting really high, I would just go Kenny Pickett and be fine with it. You know what I mean? If I if I had a bunch of guys that were middling guys, a Kenny, bunch of Derek Pickett's, yeah, a bunch of Derek Cars and stuff like that. I, I would, I would go Malik Willis and, and swing for the fences. So that's kind of I'd, I'd, I'd be slow in the roll on calling Derek Carr middling for fancy purposes. I think he he was a quarterback one last year, and I think now with Devontae Adams and the weapons around him, I think he's established himself as a quarterback one. I think he's left the middle of the road tier. It's a huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. It's a big time upgrade. We'll see. 
I mean, if he's a QB one last year with Hunter Renfro, he's going to be a QB one. Nice to again. have one of the best receivers in the league, if not it the is. best. It is. It's not the best. Yeah, I think the, I think the days of Derek Carr getting him at a value, which we literally screamed on this podcast for a couple of years, a couple of years we did, uh, yep. has passed. So let's move on to our next quarterback. We're going to talk about Sam Howell, quarterback, North Carolina, six foot one, two hundred eighteen pounds, will be twenty one years old in one month. When NFL kicks season kicks off, so he's going to be pretty young. Ran a four four eight forty. That's all he did. Um, this is something if you remember Sam Howell at North Carolina was considered you say a four four eight forty. Yeah, I was like, what? oh no, I'm sorry, I copy pasted all my. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, and that was when I left in there. He didn't run. The he 40. didn't run a forty. I'm sorry. As far that's as why the rest are, yeah, that's yeah. why the rest are blank. I forgot to delete that it's one. Like, wait, right. what did I miss? <laughs> when I go through eight hundred yards <laughs> rushing, when I go through my notes, I, I copy paste a name in bold letters. Sure. And then all the, it just says combine results with all the broad vertical, and I leave them blank. It just so I have kept the quarterback ones with one to four, four, eight. Do I change your nose again. So, um, it's all good. I just wanted to make sure that he did right. not actually did run, not a run a four, 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 four eight, eight. and I missed it. <laughs> so, Sam Howell, if you remember, he was considered one of the top quarterbacks coming in this year, this, this past year of 2021, he was a Heisman finalist, mm-hmm. considered a lock to be a first round pick after what he did for the first two years in college football. And then he came in into one of his, a really tough year for him. I mean, you remember when they lost there at UNC too. He lost his two dynamic running backs in Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. He lost two of his best receivers in Diami Brown and Daz Newsome. So this is somebody that he lost. They, they lost a lot of weapons. 60% of all his NFL. passing yards. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. we're out the window for him out the gate. But this is somebody, again, who offers that rushing upside. 135 rushes, 1,104 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. He's really young. His first two years were really solid with that talent around him. Strong arm with some good zip, good velocity on the ball. Confident. He's like that. Kind of looks like him a little bit too, like that Baker Mayfield kind of player, right? Like If you're watching his tape, you're like, that looks like Baker. Kind of looks like Baker a little bit. Uh, Reads the whole field, which is kind of nice about him. They're real similar body size. You know what I mean? Like... Obviously, they six throw one, similar too. shorter and and stocky. I yeah. mean, that's I mean they're well well built. For they're being short. similar. Yep. So they're like, oh, Rich, you must love them. Well, same's not bigger. And you know, because he comes <laughs> in this year, his worst year, sixty three percent completion percentage, second lowest in the class. Uh, he had a twelve point seven percent off target rate, which was the worst in the class. I got that from Mike yeah. Clay. Uh, his touch uh, timing, uh, his ball placement at times is questionable. I mean. His receivers would catch the ball, but a lot of times I feel like they had to break off their route or adjust to get their football. Like he didn't throw a ton of balls on the numbers. Like yeah. I agree. Like, with that. I agree. It, yep. Everything was like not like a uncatchable pass, but it didn't seem like he it can was hit where it needed the to player. be. Player, like I mean, similar to what I already said uh, about Malik Willis, he could hit the right player. He was in the right zip code, but it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't going to the right address. How about that? I mean, it was, it was <laughs> it's a good analogy. So, My neighbor's got a package again. <laughs> Darn it. Um, and, and as far as his rushing ability, I feel like a lot of it was design runs. Like they didn't have a lot going on in that offense. He, he would take off pretty quickly. I was looking and, for positives here. I know. And that, and, and he pinballed his way through the, some of those. Dude, it's crazy, right? Like he like doesn't get, go down. He's going to get killed in the NFL though. If he tries yeah. to do that. So, I mean, I him getting 828 really? yards this, this past uh, year is nice for his college. Cause I think that was the only way that they were going to be kind of in games and stuff like that, because there wasn't a lot of stuff around him, but there's no way he can operate like that in the NFL. No. There's no way that he's going to have like a bunch of fantasy upside due to his rushing or anything. We're like having that. a Baker. Right. It literally cost him. He went from being getting ready to sign a big contract to, Week two versus Cardinals, 
hurts his shoulder, tears his labrum because he tried to make a tackle or, you know, let him just make sure. a play. And yep. it literally cost him a huge, huge indentation to his career. Yeah. I think he's definitely a better athlete than Baker was well, as far as scrambling game. goes. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think he's better than Baker. But, yeah. Um, he makes plays with his feet. I'd be surprised if he was a guy that got more than like 200 yards rushing in the NFL in any given season. How about yeah, that? I actually I just, think Kenny Pickett's a better scrambler than Sam Howell. So do I. I agree. Yeah. I, so do I, for sure. He moves better. Too bad Garrett's not here because I know he likes Sam Howell a lot. And I, I think he has him as his QB2 or QB3 in this class. I so. think with his youth, he's enticed it. Like he's, he offers the upside where he could be a star. Like I envision him being a star in the NFL. Like he comes in. Gets coached up, sits mm-hmm. a year, uh, probably not going in the first round as it is anyway. So somebody going to second round in the NFL draft and one of these teams that might need to like slowly develop a quarterback. So he, he's on the Andy Dalton pr- pr- trajectory of the NFL, yeah. right? Like Even if he goes to Tampa draft Bay, since yeah. Tom Brady, that'd be a good spot for him. You know what I mean? Like, and that'd be an upgrade for them for their backup quarterback too over Kyle Trask. Oh, last yeah, year big too. time. So um, I, think, I think he is a guy that could develop. For sure. He's on my like. He's the kind of player like I'm in the second round and I'm like, oh, he's there. I'm like, oh, I'm getting good value quarterback. Like there's no way, there's no way that I, when I pick in the second round, depending on the quarterbacks in order, if he's on the board, he's getting by me. What if like, he gets, what if round. he goes in the fourth round and he's just in backup land? Well, then that's different. Yeah. I think, I don't think he will though. I think, I think he, at, at being 21 years old when, it, when the, when it kicks off and with what he did for the first two, two years of his season, I think there's enough there on tape that NFL team will be intrigued by him, that he'll go in the second round. I don't think he's a third-round pick. I think he's a second-round pick. What, what, I think he's second-round, too. What about the argument that he's just gotten worse every single year, statistically? Uh, I mean, I don't <laughs> think he's gotten worse. He hasn't well, got, he has well, got player, worse. Like, I mean, that's not true. I mean, from year one to year two, he had 3,056 yards of 3,586 and a 62% completion percentage of 68%. He, his, his completion percentage went up, but yeah, I mean, they lost down, a lot his of touchdowns weapons. went down. Their offensive two. line was much worse this year compared to the previous year. I mean, much worse. I think it's definitely worth stating Okay, when you watch that tape. I, I just wanted to, if because if somebody looks at this, that's what they're going to see. I yeah. mean, that's what I'm, I mean, just just using my eyeballs, that's what I see on the stats. Yeah, I think he tends to hold on to the ball a little too long, um, but he definitely has some good tools to work with. I, I agree. I think his ball placement's a little off, um, but he throws a good deep ball. He produced as a true freshman. I mean, mm-hmm. that's tough to come by. That is. Um, and he was, he was a big part in turning that North Carolina um, program around. So um, I'm not totally out on Sam Howell. I, I, I could still even see him going late first round too. I, well, all this sudden, all this said, I think he's my, I think he's going to end up being, he, he's, he's battling for my third or fourth spot. Yeah. Okay. He's my QB three or four. Yep. Gotcha. So, so he's like second round. It's an easy pick for me. Yeah. Like, and depending where he goes, possibly at the back end of the first, if he's in the right situation, like if he ends up, on the Saints in the second round, back up Jameis. And it's like, okay, there he's going to be for the second year. If he lands in the right situation, he's an easy second-round pick, no matter where I pick in the second round. Because I think that's where the value is going to be this year, where this quarterback's not strong, but you don't get many years in this situation in Superflex where these quarterbacks can slip to you to have second-round draft pedigree or higher. We, we know that Seattle likes to go kind of deep into their draft and, and get value, too. So if they if they see a guy like Sam Howell slip into the second or third round, they, I could see them jumping on him and, and kind of trying to groom him into the quarterback of the future there, too. Yeah, he's a very interesting yeah. prospect. I can't wait to see where he ends up. Uh, before we move on, talking about prospects, what about just some overall prospects, NFL prospects, and value? Let me tell you about our friends at Prediction Strike. Do you wish you could have stock in a guy – 
like Derrick Henry, you know, before he blew up? Do you wish he had a stock in a guy maybe like Brees Hall this year where the value might be a little bit lower and he jumps on the scene and all of a sudden he's Najee Harris, right? Where was Najee Harris' stock before the season compared to where he's now on prediction strike? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares to professional athletes as if they were stocks. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can get even closer to the game. Don't just draft your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply visit PredictionStrike.com or download their app on the App Store to create an account. Deposit the funds. Buy, sell, hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performances. And remember, right now is where it's a good time to dive into prediction strike because the values don't change because they're not playing. But then when the season kicks off, it's where you start to make money. Watch and as it. dynasty players, we found that prediction strike really benefits you. That's where you can make a little bit of money because you can find a good value by putting all this time in in the offseason. It, it dovetails perfect with Dynasty. It does. And right now, you use the promo code DYNASTY and you're going to receive a free share with your first deposit of $20 or more. The promo code is DYNASTY and you're going to get a free player to invest in. I would invest in Brees Hall. Uh, mm. That's where the juice is for me because running backs, just like in Dynasty, can get instant value and a huge spike. I'm going Zamir White because he's probably lower on everyone's board. He's probably he's, cheaper. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Michael Damian Carter's Pierce. a good investment. Okay. Damian Pierce is a really Ooh. good investment. Like, like him in the back end of the first year. Um, so take him out. Predictionstrike.com. Promo code Dynasty. Moving on to our next quarterback, Matt Corral. QB, Ole Miss. Six foot two, 212 pounds. We'll be 23 years old in seven months at kickoff. We're in no 40 time. Almost said 448 again. Uh, <laughs> you ran no, a 448. No, I didn't, just, didn't just be the combine. Now, we mentioned uh, Kenny Pickett's 1.4% in interception rate as the second best. 1.3% mm-hmm. for Matt Corral. Best interception rate in this class. Uh, throws a real nice spiral, like a real nice tight football. Uh, real strong arm, which looked really good. Again, his wide receivers didn't, didn't do him a lot of help there either. I saw some drops there. I was like, oh, that's a good throw ball, and they kind of dropped him. But at the same time, it was at the opposite end of that on the drops, they really did help him because Kenny Matt Corral's uh, dot was 7.8 yards, mm-hmm. which is not good. But his receivers had 7.7 yards running after the catch. So this guy ran a lot of RPO, a lot of play action, um, kept everything real short in front of him. So at the same time, it's kind of hard to argue with his interception and completion percentage because everything was so short. I don't know. Like uh, dump offs. Yeah, this he's... I saw him skip a bunch of balls into wide receivers, overthrowing wide. I, I, not a guy that I like. I, I don't like his accuracy. I, you said he's got a strong arm. I think he's got an average arm. I don't think it's like super strong arm. When you're throwing eight yards, it's pretty easy to tell you to throw yeah. a strong ball, buddy. <laughs> and and he was a guy that I didn't like him when pressure was around him. I, I felt like he took off a little bit too quickly. Wasn't one of these guys that kind of kept his eyes downfield trying to make a play. I, I think I think Matt Corral. It, for me, is going to be one of these guys that I have so low in my ranks that it's going to be essentially I'm taking him off my board. Uh, see, it's QB5 for me. I, I think he's, I mean, I think he's got to, got to be QB5 because there's going to be no one else. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be I that's mean, going to be worthy. To of be the, fair, <laughs> in this class, QB5 is pretty bad. QB5 is basically the bottom of the barrel. There isn't too much after that. Um, I mean, Macaroll goes late second round. And he's there in the second round of your rookie draft in the mid second round. Like, you're going to take him. No, I'm not. 
Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna take anyone else. I just don't see the upside with him. Well, I guess there's gonna be some pretty good running. I think there's gonna be some really good value at running backs. There's gonna be some good. There's gonna be some good running backs, and I'll just be going. I can't wide receiver. I just can't wait to see how this quarterback class shakes out at the draft because it's so hard to tell. I mean, for a long time I was saying there's gonna be five first round quarterbacks. Now it's starting to look like two. Two, yeah, maybe. But we could be. Could be Sam Howler, Desmond Ritter. I mean, still could be four or five. Because, I mean, I'm not totally off Matt Corral, like you said, Matt. I think he offers some. I think he does offer some upside. He's a good playmaker on the ground. Now he definitely needs to learn how to slide and get down. Like, you guys see how often he took on tacklers Mm -hmm. and tried to be a tough guy and. I mean, his he's not he does not have a big frame. Yeah, he's six foot two, two two twelve. Like, yeah, he needs to get down. He needs yeah. to learn how to get down and protect his he's body. Not, like, I mean, he's uh, you know a couple inches taller than uh, Sam Howell, but he's not nearly as stocky. Like you see, the guy he's just no. very he's very thin looking. Yeah, but I think he has good arm talent. Uh, he's a guy that can make like off platform throws, like you see with Mahomes and Zach Wilson. Like he can make those type of throws. Uh, he definitely comes from like a manufactured offense system where you're reading one side of the field. So uh, that's Lane Kiffin. Um, so it's like, am I going to this side or am I going to this side based on what the defense is showing? Yeah, it's me. a really so. F- Friendly scheme fit off, and everything it's was short. It'll be interesting go. to see how he translates. I and didn't. I didn't see a whole lot that I was like, "That's going to work in the NFL." And I feel good about this. I just. I don't. I, I don't know. He's one of these guys that I'm. I'm really off of about that. I just thought he was okay. Like I didn't see enough to go like, "Oh, he's terrible." Again, because everything was so designed for him. Friendly. It's you're like, "Oh, okay." There's not a lot to like jump up and joy about, but like what he was asked to do, he did okay. Did he ever throw in a tight window that you felt like, man, that's an NFL throw and like did a really good job of it? Yeah, he made a couple I throws. So. Yeah, did I thought you? so. And I, I watched maybe a lot I of Corral. Yeah, maybe I haven't seen enough of him to really have nailed that down yet. Uh, I mean, there's enough I saw. I was like, dude, he throws a really nice tight spiral. So I saw him like get a couple balls in there, like mm-hmm. real nice and tight. From a tool standpoint, I think he has. I think he has a lot to work with, but I also think like I just don't know with him. Like I don't know because of the system he comes from. And, and this um, is the biggest mystery of the quarterbacks because like he might. He might have been limited by the system he played in, and maybe like he has the tools to take another step forward in the NFL. Sure, it's, it's, and that's what I'm saying. I'll let the NFL, I'll let the NFL tell me what to do with Matt Corral. If Matt Corral goes in the third round, right. Then like, okay, I, then I'm good. If he goes in the mid second round of NFL draft, then I'm taking him in the second round of my rookie draft because there might be something there, and I don't want to miss out on any starting quarterback where there's only. And- 32 of them in a super flex league. You're starting two. That's 24. That means there's four teams in your league, four teams that only have two starting quarterbacks. That's it. And if you have three or somehow you get four, there's even less teams. So it's just about supply and demand. Yeah. I want to have somewhat of a slice. And I don't care how bad that slice is. Cause even if drew Locke starts this year for Seattle with Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf and will Disley and Noah fan, like he offers some value because even the worst quarterbacks can score way more points than your wide receiver three or your low end running back two. You know what I mean? There's still value there, no matter how bad the quarterback is, if he's a starting quarterback. So, so f- let me revise my other statement because I, I do have a note on here that that kind of I think clarifies exactly how I feel. And it's if I, I'm going to keep an eye on where he goes. If it is somebody that has a track record of developing quarterbacks, 
I, I'm not completely out on him. So that so I I, I do want to kind of revise my I'm completely out kind of statement. If he goes somewhere and that can that has a track record of developing mm-hmm. QBs, then I, I I might be in on him. But who who for you would be like a, a track record like that has a need? Would Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers? Yeah. I mean, I because I that's like the one that comes to mind where I'd be like, all right, they have a pretty good track record as far as developing these guys. I feel like that would be one of those situations where I, it would perk up my attention and say, okay, they must be seeing something in him that they can either coach up or fix or something that, that they see long-term success here in, in, in his future. I mean, that, but I can't think of like a, a ton that, of other ones. That's, that's easy point. I mean, yeah. if Seattle took them, there's an opportunity there. They took him in the second round. That's, that's a clear path to opportunity. So yeah. that would be, that would equal one. Um, but like if he went to new Orleans, like, would you feel great about that situation without Sean Payton there? Without like they got a defensive-minded head coach. Well, here's the problem too. Is a way to look, here's a way to look at this quarterback class as well. Is there's about six teams that need a quarterback essentially, about six, right? And there's three for now. This is year this doesn't change. Three pretty good quarterbacks going into the next year for sure. So that eliminates half those spots as it is. And that's without Baker Mayfield moving, and that's without Jimmy Garoppolo moving. You know what I mean? So, or somebody developing, or maybe some of these guys take a step forward. Maybe Daniel Jones takes a step forward, Brian Dable this year. That's a possibility. Sure. Maybe Jameis Woodson takes a step forward this year and establishes himself as a starter in New Orleans. It's a possibility. You know what I mean? Like a longer possibility, but a possibility nonetheless. I mean, Jameis Winston's always been high on talent, just bad on decision making. So it's another Turnovers. reason why I'm also that thought in my mind makes me a little bit lower on guys like this, like Matt Corral is because like there's gonna be better quarterbacks coming out next year. And we've seen such an influx of these young guys where there's not a lot of opportunity just opening up here to, at the next level. There's we've seen a huge influx of these young guys really taking these spots. And there'll be a couple guys that are a little bit older, like Matt Ryan, in Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, which those are two spots with kind of count that six, but it's, it's, not a lot of opportunities for you guys to come here and just thrive right away. Definitely have guys like Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis that we think will get a little bit of opportunity. Maybe a guy like Desmond Ritter might get a little bit higher of an opportunity mm-hmm. here. Uh, maybe even a guy like Sam Howell. That's four of the six right as it is. And obviously everything changes on a year-end year basis. But to me, I don't see a lot of teams that develop. Because otherwise they'd have their quarterback they develop them. You're looking for guys that kind of like slowly sit down. Because Tampa Bay... You know, they, they have Tom Brady now, but they had Jameis Winston that he didn't develop. And then the coaching staff and the regimes changed so much, it's kind of hard to say that as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to say, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers developed quarterbacks. Well, they did. You know, Mike Tomlin. They did 15, 20 yeah, years ago. Whatever they, I know. Been getting yeah, but Mike Tomlin forever. walked into it. Before that, we were dealing with um, Tommy Maddox. Tommy and- Maddox, uh, a, a slew of bad quarters before. T- I mean, they didn't have anybody before Drew. Uh, it was Tom Br- Terry Bradshaw sure. in the 80s before and- they got. Uh, Kendall Stewart or Cordell Stewart. Cordell. You know what I mean, like, Kendall, who is an okay uh, fancy quarterback. So it's it's also not fair to say, oh, who these guys could develop quarterbacks when it's constantly regime changes as well. You know, like because now you say, oh, Buffalo develops quarterbacks. Well, it was Brian Dable that developed Josh Allen, and now he's the head coach in New York. So does that change anything? Now, some Macarell goes to New York. No, no, but I think it's, I think it's especially. Uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, that organization is it's still a patient the same. organization. They, yes. yes, exactly. Yeah. They, they they have something from the top down that's still in place, even though a lot of the the lower pieces have, have moved around and, and maybe shifted positions. Like the Bengals, the patient like organization. Lamar going to Baltimore, right? Like that's a good organization. Good organization. So, you know, yep. Mike Mike Brown, the Bengals made it. Now they're a good organization, but at least they have patience there. So you know, if a guy like Andy Dolan goes there, like he's going to get all the time in the world to go be the quarterback there. So like the Cleveland Browns, great organization there. 
<laughs> a real quarter, about quarterback frenzy. So it's interesting. Uh, but so to me, it doesn't matter where he goes. Going back to Matt Corral is if he goes somewhere in the second round, and there's a path for opportunity, because again, if I get in the second round of my rookie draft and a starting spot opens, almost like Davis Mills this year, like if you go try and get, offer somebody a second round pick for Davis Mills in the Superflex leagues, I'm like, no, he's a starter. He looked okay yeah, last year. Right. He was a starter in Houston. I'd rather just sit with him <laughs> if you're offering me a first. Remember, we just completely just took a dump on his chest there on, on the podcast. The one that we were like, Davis Mills is not even worth talking about. No, we said he was worth, like we said his, his, his during pedigree the, was worth a gamble. During, on his yeah, like, I was going to say during the draft. rookie breakdown, I feel like he was the one guy that we all kind of said, Hey, not this guy might breakdowns. It was okay. during the year. Oh, okay. All right. It was like his first few after his first few starts. Was like, no, oh, when God. we broke him down, there was rookie breakdown. We said this guy at least has a pedigree and a Garrett like talent. Them. And the uh, opportunity, because at that point we knew about the uh, Watson stuff. And yeah. We said we have to yeah. like he's worth draft. Dra- I know I drafted a couple leagues, mm-hmm. like in yeah, the I third, fourth round. I have some Davis Mills share. So I, mean, I just meant during the season last year. I just remember one show where like he had a he has a really long neck. I think probably we, we took it back a few shows later. <laughs> though. All right, all right. He so, looked bad, right? Didn't he? The first couple starts wasn't yeah, it something weird that he bad. looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. all right, they look good. Yep. So Matt Corral for me and Jared at least second round guy if he gives it in the right spot. It has to be a. Has to be a second round pick though to, to reach out. Anybody, any quarterback that goes in the third round, I'm not. Their third round picks up best for me in my rookie draft. Fair. That's fair. No, that's okay. fair. I, but you know, him going to New Orleans or something like that in the second round with their nightmare situation at the, with their cap and all that, like that's a bad situation to go into. But I mean, look how much it's cl- opportunity. They've already, yeah, it's opportunity, man. It's opportunity. They've but already for a guy that I feel space. like and has. Stop a, about New Orleans for the guy tweets at me every day about saying well, how good their cap space is. Remember that guy? No. Did somebody tweet oh, about that? Oh, you can go to Twitter. Oh, every day. Oh, gosh. Asked me to re- recant my statement. I was like, dude, okay, sorry. Cause they did it, and they did. But They, they got under the cap. They, to be fair, he was right. They did everything they were supposed to do. They, yeah. could, they could sign Watson. So yeah. he was right. Good so job. So we made a bad statement. Good yeah. job, man. Um, let's, let's move on to the next quarterback. Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. Six foot three, 211 pounds. Will be 23 years old in zero months when NFL season kicks off. Ran a 4.52, 36-inch vertical, 127-inch broad jump, 7.153 cone, and a 4.29, 20-yard short shuttle. Uh, this is a man who... Has legs. And this he knows is a man. Look at you switched it. it up, man. Yeah, Did you hear wow. that? This is a man. Well, he's gonna be twenty three. Can't believe <laughs> this is a guy. This is a man. Uh, you know his career: four hundred nine rushes, two thousand eight hundred twenty two yards, and twenty eight touchdowns. This is a guy who led all QBs <laughs> at the combine in the forty, the broad jump, and the vertical. Yeah, runs well, but he, to me, he is a pocket passer. Like I, I know he's I, not. He doesn't have the wiggle to be a runner in the next. I would just say he's a dual threat. He, but he he's do- more of a pocket passer than a dual threat. I don't player. think he, pl- I don't think he plays to his time speed. How about that? I saw him get caught an awful lot from behind. He's not shifty. No, yeah. So it, it's, I do agree that I think his, his, I think best attribute is not his rushing. Even though you would think, due to these times, like you would think he's a rusher first, and then he's a quarterback. It's an second. ability that yeah. he has in his back pocket that will offer you enough yard. Like you said before, I don't mention this, Matt Corral, whatever it was, getting, uh, Sam Howell getting 200 yards rushing. Like he's somebody to get 400 yards rushing in a year. I would say he's as I good so. as Russell Wilson is scrambling. All right, that's fair. I can live with I that. I think that's kind of how he is. I mean, Russell Wilson's not overly fast, but he's going to go get yards. Good enough. Okay. I, I think Russell's a little bit. No, I don't want to say more athletic because I don't think he is, but I, I don't know. Some, maybe a little bit more quick. T- Quick twitch or something. Okay. I don't know. Well, and this guy, he, uh, 
<laughs> Go ahead. He uses his eyes well. He has good footwork. Um, just an overall, like for college quarterback, was pretty solid. There's some things like there's a lot of things. My Listen, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law went to Cincinnati. I have a lot of friends that went to Cincinnati. So I've watched a lot of Cincinnati games, definitely last year. Um, completion percentage, 65%. His accuracy is okay. I think his uh, accuracy inconsistent. is inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Uh, his arm strength, not very strong. Doesn't put a lot of zip on the ball. Um Thought he could have like let his receivers a little bit better. Has that like bigger wind up too, which kind of like I think he needs to tighten that up a little bit. His arm, yeah. Um, to I me, agree. the to one, me, the one thing I th- I think I forgot to put in the Malik Willis um, thing was his quick release. That dude has a very fast compact. It's a ball out. Count compact fast fast release. Desmond Ritter does not. So. He, he winds it up a little bit. Yep. You know, um, him and uh, uh, who's the other guy that did that as well? It's in my notes. But somebody like. To me, Desmond Ritter, I watch him. I'm like, this guy could be a really good backup quarterback at the next level. Like, a good backup. But then I'm like, well, he does have some upside where he could be a starter at the next level. I, I think, I think let, he, me, let me let the NFL teams decide. Because I would take him yeah. ahead of Matt Corral. So he's, he's my quarterback three, four. Me too. You know, that's, right that's, there. It's, it's him and Howell for me kind of. Especially for that fantasy. Up. Yeah, for fantasy football-wise. Because you don't yeah. need to throw the ball deep. Like, it's such a it's such a... It's such an overused. I think uh, he can statistic. throw the ball. Yeah, deep. I think he's got a decent deep ball. Um, I think it was. I thought it was you, just okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought he did a good job hitting Alec Pierce down the field. So well, that's, well, that, that dude's a monster, though. Well, I guess yeah. that's solar NFL receivers. I thought he was just okay. I thought his arm. <laughs> I thought his arm like his arm strength was just okay to me. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, it's not Malik Willis. I mean, it's not like a no. Yeah. I it's not the strongest. I don't think. But it's, sometimes you saw that ball flutter a little bit, and you're like, oh my, that, that's. That might not hold up the next law. The number one thing with Desmond Ritter is like his like character and he's a winner. I mean, he clearly is a winner. He turned that Cincinnati program around and they just win games. Um, and he's getting a ton of buzz about how teams are falling in love with him. General managers are just falling in love with him. So I think he's just like this locker room, like clear charismatic leader that you want as a quarterback locker room guy. He's going to put the time in. But then he's just kind of like Jalen Hurts on the field. Like Jalen Hurts is a better scrambler, I think. But like from an accuracy standpoint, yep. he's kind of in that mold. So he's gonna win you games, but he's comp. also Jalen Hurts not gonna be able. Comp. He's probably not gonna be able to like win you games though either. Like he's not gonna be able to bring you from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of how I see Ritter. I'm, I'm gonna let the draft play out. I feel like he's like when when he's when he's throwing like in a rhythm, he can he can be accurate. But it's kind of sometimes he gets off. Off of that, takes a couple too too many hitches, kind of, you know, gets flushed out or something. Like he just has, I feel like it's footwork oriented issues with his accuracy. So if somebody gets a hold of him, I think he can, I think he can get straightened out. I do I do like his tools, and I think he might end up being my number three guy just because he he offers more upside. I feel like than the other than the Sam Howell, who I think is a very, I think he just has a limited ceiling. Um, and Mackerel, I just obviously broke down and don't think he's got very high ceiling unless he, everything falls correctly for him. Um, where Desmond Ritter, I think if he just kind of straightens out this one thing, and we've seen it before, I think he does have some nice tools. I think he does a good job when the rush is on kind of navigating the pocket, which some of these guys get, you know. He, he, he does move in the pocket pretty well. It's like his footwork in the pocket's pretty good. Some of these guys can't do it, and then they just freak out and start running, but I think he does a good job keeping his eyes downfield and, and kind of navigating in the pocket. So there's there's things that he that he does that I like, that I see, like, hey, that that I see on Sundays. Um, Very yeah. athletic. So that, yeah. you know, if if 
if he's coming off as this this glowing guy off the field as well and like a very team first first in last out type of guy it says to me that he's willing to put in the work and if he gets good coaching maybe maybe he can improve in some of these areas um and kind of tighten up his accuracy a bit with with some with some good solid footwork type of um stuff so desmond ritter probably is going to end up being my my third guy sneaks in the first round nfl draft he's a first round rookie pick and I, think yeah. I think we go back a little bit here to safe to say about any of these quarterbacks if they go in the first round of the nfl draft their first round rookie picks they should be i mean in super flex for sure and, and we don't know exactly where only in super flex but only in super flex somewhere yeah, but yeah only in super, one qb these guys can all kick rocks in my, yeah. they're, they're it's, third it's round important picks. to put things in terms of super flex because Superflex is different, and then for one QB, you just take the quarterbacks out and just bump everybody a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm literally, you take Desmond Ritter in a one QB league in the fourth round mm-hmm. of your rookie draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to the first round if he's a first round. And pick. I know Garrett likes Desmond Ritter a lot too, and he has for a while. So I don't dislike Desmond Ritter. Like, he's, like I said, I think he'd be a really good backup like they have on your team, but like he has the upside of a starter. It's just how far does that go? Because I, I mean, I think you said it best, Jared. Like, He's not going to be the kind of guy that comes back and wins you a game, which is what you need at this level. Because if you can't do that... Second contract. Is he going to get to that second that's contract? That's a problem. Because if you can't do... Well, here, a franchise guy? What we learn about these guys in the NFL these days is if you can't be that guy, then you're not the guy. NFL's moving on. There's a reason Jimmy Garoppolo is taking the 49ers to the Super Bowl and almost to another Super Bowl. And he's moving on. And Brown and Baker. And, yeah, Baker Mayfield. because the team's own vision that they, he can come back and win them that game. So that's where the NFL's moved these days. Like you gotta be the big armed mobile quarterback, be able to take your team to the next level. So can Desmond Ritter do that? Possibly. Ritter's got the third best odds to be the first quarterback taken now. There's he's getting a lot of first round buzz right now. So he's gonna be somebody we get bumped. Yep. So absolutely good for him. We'll see. Uh probably probably see three Quarterbacks going in the first round of our rookie drafts this year, which again bumped down some other guys that we might like, like guys like John Dotson um, are going to are going to slip in that second round. So again, you're going to be in a really good position here to be at two one, or maybe even in your superflex this year draft. Say you have two one, two two, it'd be a real good year to move up from two one when those back end teams that don't want a quarterback necessarily they want John Dotson's like, hey, I'll give you two one. 3 1 and 23 second for 1 9. Yep. And you get up and get Desmond Ritter. Now you got Brees Hall and Desmond Ritter. You give up 2 1, 3 1, whatever. And your 23 second Especially, might be better, but yeah. you got the quarterback. Yep. And that's could eventually be the decision that you make that takes your team from being the first pick in the draft to a championship caliber team. Those are, that's a, it's a good year. I wanted so badly to say the sixth team. I, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say the six team for next year. For next year. But, but eventually it, into the championship. It's just going yep. back to like the, the point of going, this is the one year where we don't love the quarterbacks, where there'll be good value at the quarterback. So it's, it's weird to say, oh, we don't love these guys, but they're going to be great value. You know what I mean? Right. No, it, 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 somebody could slide. How about that? And it, it's all going to depend on the, the drafts, and, and they're all going to be different. And your league. Yep. You know what I mean? Because like, mm-hmm. I am somebody this year that's willing to let some of these guys possibly slip just a little bit to like three, four, Five. Right. Whereas in before it'd be you'd be taking quarterbacks one, two, three, personally. Uh, every time. Yep. Every time. Every time. Right. So yeah, just like last year. And even because even those guys then are going like Justin Herberts are going top six. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like these guys it's gonna be a little bit different this year when these guys slip out of the top ten. But we'll find out in a week and a half. Ten days, I think. 
Next quarterback on our list, Carson Strong, quarterback out of Nevada, six foot three, two hundred twenty six pounds, be twenty two years old in eleven months at uh, NFL uh, kickoff. Then competed the combine. Very strong arm, very very strong arm with good zip, nice touch. Uh, might have the best arm in his class. He throws a nice mm. ball. He throws I don't a nice think he has ball. a better arm than Malik Willis, but especially watching them both at the Senior Bowl, man, like side by side, just being in person. It, it wasn't close. And actually. Luke Willis has a very strong arm too. Can we just stick with Carson uh, Strong's best attribute though here? <laughs> I mean, Which is, I said he's arguably one of the best arms in his class. You know, I would easily argue Malik Willis. Uh, he's very accurate, which is nice about uh, Carson Strong too. He's got very good accuracy through his receivers open, which was really nice. But I mean, this is a guy who has multiple knee surgeries, <laughs> multiple. So his mobility is non-existent. He's a statue. Uh, he was in an air raid offense, which never helps for stat lines. Uh, holds on the ball a little bit too long that time. It's, he, it's just hard to see a guy like him who just literally has all these knee issues. And he rushed back from surgery to play this year, this past year. So I think that didn't help things. So that didn't help either? Yeah, he actually looked decent. Like Looked better getting around at the Senior Bowl. I keep bringing up the Senior Bowl because sure. I saw him live. Sure. And, and those are things I was paying attention to. That's great to. insight because he looked – Slow as molasses on tape. Yeah, and he's not fast. Right. Like, he's just. But he looked like he literally could not operate in an NFL, just like getting back into his drop, <laughs> like that slow. You're not wrong. Um, and I still question that. Even you know, even yeah. if you say he's faster than he was, he's he's just that slow that uh, it's painful to watch. Almost <laughs> like that's any, not going to be the way he wins. He's going to be winning, operating offense, getting the ball out quick. And there's plenty of quarterbacks that Tom Brady is not a fast quarterback. He's never going to rush for Matt anything. Ryan. But he moves. He can move laterally. He can move up in the pocket. Even Mac Jones last year, he can move in the pocket sure. a little. Carson bit. Strong just can't move. Like can't move. Dude looks like he's got ankle weights on or something. So it's it's very or he's running in sand like or he's running in sand with ankle weights on. I don't know. It's bad. Um, so I have a hard time believing that he'll ever play in the NFL any meaningful snaps anyway. I think his arm's good enough to play in the NFL. Like it's, I did too. I, I think he make he makes some tight window throws. I, I definitely, like, he's got a, he, he has a very impressive arm. And I think he operates the offense pretty well too. I mean, he's another guy that you can tell, like he goes up to the line of scrimmage and he's telling guys what they need to do, changing things and hitting the right guy, making the right reads um, from like a pocket passer standpoint. I think he's, I think he has. I think he has the potential to be a better player than like Sam Howell. Honestly, I th- I think that he does a lot of good things. I just I'm not sure he can get over this one hump. Okay, and it's his speed. And it's well, his I hope speed. What, it's what Jared said. And for the football season, he came back too early from the injury. He was a little bit if slow in that foot, a little hesitant. If yeah. he if he does if he if he if that's the case, and he is actually in real life faster than what I saw on tape or he is now more recovered than he was when he was playing, you know, too early on, on his knees, then that's great because he does offer some upside. And he's a hell of an arm. Man. Yeah, he, he really does. does Cause he, he does a lot. Of, I like everything else that he does. It's just, I can't picture somebody that slow being in an NFL game. I just yeah, can't, especially in fantasy football. Like when we want guys to at least have some sort of rushing floor Something. I and you're comparing the guys that do. I just want him to be able to not get killed on every single play. <laughs> like, and that's how I, I'm not being funny. Like, I really do think that's a worry if he's going to be that slow. Yeah. Okay. So you're petrified by his statuesque-ness. Yes. Okay. I like his arm a lot. If, yeah. if, 
I'm if he goes, I mean, if he, I don't, I don't know, if he goes to some sort of situation where he has some sort of avenue to playing time, and I can see him in, be this year's Davis Mills. in, in the preseason or something Good. like that. Hey, I, I'll eat my words. I'm because I think he's got arm talent. I just, I just, he looked so slow. It's hard to say. Let's see what the NFL draft yep. tells us about Carson Strong, and then finally, let's see what the NFL draft tells us about Z- Z- uh, Bailey Zappi. QB out of Western Kentucky, six foot and a half, 215 pounds, be 23 years old, eight months, ran a 40, 30-inch vertical, 109-inch broad jump, ugh, ugh, three cones, 7.19. <laughs> Dude, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I am now. 20-yard right. shuttle, 4'4", four, four, uh, played his first three years at Houston Baptist. His 6,967 yards and 62 touchdowns were FBS records and 686 attempts, but he had a 69% completion percentage. Uh, seems to feel well, good touch. But again, a statue. Limit mobility. His arm strength is questionable. It's just he had fifty-one yards rushing last year. Not like Carson Strong's negative two hundred and eight. <laughs> but go ahead. That's a real stat. <laughs> Carson Strong had negative two hundred eight rushing yards. Negative two hundred and eight. Negative two hundred eight. Negative two hundred and eight for Carson Strong. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't even look at that stat. Yeah, it's terrible. Go that's ahead. That's a good stat. Go <laughs> back to Zealand. I thought Bailey. you were telling a joke, but Bailey you're... Zappi. No, that's an actual stat. I forgot to well, mention you think it. that's funny? <laughs> Try and imagine Bailey Zappi as your starting quarterback in your dynasty team. No, this guy's, um, you know, obviously he'll throw the ball all over the place. That's kind of his thing. Who's that dude from Hawaii? Threw for a million yards? Oh, gosh. Who was years that? 15 ago? Uh, Brennan. Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan. Colt I think Brennan. he passed away. Seriously? Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Cole Brennan. Remember the upside about him? He threw the ball a lot. I don't remember the uh, upside. That's about it. Okay. All right. Same thing about Bailey here. That's the upside. He threw the ball a lot. <laughs> Could he be the next Gardner Minshew? Could he be the next? Uh, he's a game manager. Not a good arm. There you go. Good passer. I mean, Case Keenum hey. was better. The floor turned Ferguson. was better. I like that hesitation, too. Outside, Case Keenum. That's it. Case Keenum was better. For the Nerd Herd Show, uh, the regular show, I mean, we're going to jump in the Nerd Herd Show for our last rookie breakdown. Remember, if you want to get the Nerd Herd Show and all our Dynasty tools, use the promo code ROOKIE for DynastyNerds.com. You get 15% off all our tools, our bonus podcast, our Dynasty Nerds film room to watch these rookies and start getting ready for next year. Everything we have the offer, 15% off, promo code ROOKIE. It's a podcast-only special and for the YouTube listeners. And uh, don't forget, get a free shirt and a chance to get your team audited. Back next week, finally, Rankin. Whoo. No G. Rankin. Rankin. These rookies. Can't wait. Little R&R. Adios.